Good evening, my lovely viewers. Once again, uh, this is your brother Paul, often coming to you live on my Facebook page and also on YouTube. Some also will take me from Ben Yard's Facebook page. And there are people listening to me on audio and you can take me on Spotify, podcast, or Radio Republic. Once again, I send my greetings from my lovely family to you. And I know you are doing well. We are also doing splendid. By the grace of God, we are well and sound. I've seen all of you on the screen. And I know you are there. So if I haven't mentioned your name, don't think I've not seen you. You all come to the screen. So we send our greetings to you. Tonight, we're going to start a new lesson. And we have paused for a while on the uh, doctrinal issues. So we are going to study something different and we will come back to the doctrinal issue but not today so bear with me with this lesson that we are going to study today the title for this lesson is there is sin in the camp there is sin in the camp now this phrase is Quoted from the book of Joshua, chapter 7. And we're going to go through the book of Joshua today to help us understand what we're going to study tonight. And by the time we finish, you understand the point. Now, what I'll ask you to do for me is always pray for us when i say pray for us i mean people who always preach the word of god on social media through the radios and tvs any way that you find preachers and teachers of the word i ask you to pray for us because satan is very wise once you preach the truth and you know that the truth is something that 
he cannot stand, he can use any means at all to sometimes twist your mind because he knows there are so many people listening to you. And we have some, you know, powerful preachers and teachers who preach the word of God in all the churches of Christ through the other social media handles, some preach on television, some in your FM stations in Ghana and other countries. And Satan is not happy because through this, people are getting to know the truth. And he doesn't want that. Please pray for all those who are preaching the gospel on social media and other platforms. So that whatever we all bring out will be nothing but the truth and also will be the things that unite the body of Christ instead of dividing the body of Christ. Because sometimes if we don't take care, the platform we have, we can use it to affect the church and we can also use it to build the church positively. And that is why I'm requesting this prayer from you. Paul, the apostle, says something, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. And this is what the apostle said. But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should not be disqualified. In fact, when you are preaching, you have to also weigh yourself because sometimes, because many people are listening to you, if you don't take care, your message can, you know, either build people up or, you know, divide people. And that is why Paul said, I always keep myself under control. So please do that for me. Now, last month, I was in Ghana for, you know, two-week holiday or visit. And I observed that many people are now struggling in life because of the economic hardship we find ourselves. I mean, there's hardship everywhere in the world, but Ghanaians are suffering. So I asked myself the same question many people ask. Why should Ghanaians suffer like this? A country blessed with many natural resources. A country that has bauxite, has cocoa, crude oil, timber, aluminium, fertile land with a green vegetation, abundance of salt, we have seafood, and many more. Why are we still suffering? Probably if you are from uh, less advantaged countries like Ghana, you'll be thinking the same thing. Because people from, you know, these areas like Africa and other third world countries, there's nothing that you are expecting from the soil of Africa that you'll not get. We have gold, bauxite, diamond, all in the soils of Africa. Crude oil, all in the soils of Africa. But why is the continent, why are the people, you understand, suffering. So tonight, I'm just dedicating my lesson 
to the less privileged countries who are still suffering. Ask these questions. Why is it that we have all these things in abundance, but we continue to suffer? And I'm going to use the book of, uh, I'm going to use the book of Joshua chapter seven to answer why sometimes a country like ours, Ghana, will go through that kind of suffering. You see, I always also ask, is it leadership failure or there is something not right with the entire people? What has gone wrong? Why this? Now, if you get into the Bible, Israel at the time of Joshua, we are talking around about 1400 BC, 1400 before Christ was born. Israel was one of the powerful and the strongest nations in the world at that time because they had God's promise and blessings, God's blessings was upon them. And no nation could stand them at all. They fought many battles and conquered so many nations, cities, and you know, towns because the Spirit of God was on them. Joshua, the leader of Israel at that time, had God's hands on him, even before he was chosen to lead the country. Although God had spiritually given the lands of Canaan to Israel, they had to physically fight for these lands. And with the help of God, Israel conquered almost all the cities of the Canaanites. But something happened and Israel started to dwindle. And that is what we are going to find out. That a country like Israel at that time, a country that has God's hands on them, they have all these many blessings. Why is it that it's, uh, the country started dwindling? Why? they were left in the hands of Ai, a small Canaanite town to be beaten and humiliated. How? Israel had had many battles. They have fought and conquered many great nations. But the question is, why were they suffered in the hands of Ai, a small Canaanite town. Why did they suffer this kind of humiliation? Now let's go a little back in history and find out why Israel is in this mess at this time. Then we can, you know, uh, some kind of equidad to our countries in the third world. And for me coming from Ghana, I am going to concentrate on that. It's not only Ghana that is in that mess. Many countries that would have been a great nation because of the resources they have, 
are still dwindling. And the question is, is it a leadership failure or there is something wrong that we don't know? I don't agree with people who always say that, well, those people, they are case and they read certain portion of the Bible and say, oh, because a ham or whoever was scared, that is why the people are suffering. I don't agree with that. I know that text. But looking at the soil of this place where you have all these kind of natural resources, I don't think God has been so bad to us. Because there are countries in the world who do not have even a quarter of what we have in our soils. But they are better off. The people there enjoy themselves. But why? Now, so as we're trying to find solutions to this, let's, you know, reason with what the Bible says about uh, 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 Israel at that time, the nation that has got hands on them, and then all of a sudden is being humiliated and being beaten by this small town called AI. Now, in history, we know that the promise and assurances of God was given to the people on condition. God gave these assurances on a condition. To Joshua, that is the leader of Israel at that time, God said, and let me tell you that you may think that God is telling Joshua this, but Joshua is standing in for Israel. So everything God is telling Joshua here, God is speaking to Israel. So if you read Joshua chapter 1, verse 6 to 9, here God speaks, speaking here. He says, that is Joshua chapter 1, verse you know, 6 and 9. He says, Be strong and courageous, and you shall cause these people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. And this is a condition. Here God is speaking to Joshua, but as I said, God is speaking to Israel, but he called Joshua. And he personalized it as if he's speaking to Joshua, but this is to Israel. And say, Israel, you have to be strong and courageous. You understand? So, let's continue. And what he's saying is that, if you, uh, uh, you, you have to be strong and courageous. And also be careful to, you know, do all the things that I have commanded my servant. Uh, uh, Moses. Now Moses is dead and gone, and Joshua has taken the mantle. He's going to take their people to the promised land. But God will not give you a thing on just a silver platter that you don't do anything. You have to work for it. 
We'll talk about that in detail. We continue from verse 7 and 8. He said, Do not turn from it to the right hand or the left, that you may have good sources wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. Now, God is giving them some ways of prosperity. You're going to be prosper, and you have to be strong and courageous. You're going to take the land, but on condition that you are not going to depart from my words. Hmm. Let's continue. And he said, For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good sources have i not commanded you be strong and courageous and do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the lord your god is with you wherever you go now god spoke directly to joshua here but as i said joshua is standing in for israel so all this message is going to Israel. And here, God says, I have all these blessings awaiting you. The land is for you. You see? And as I said, God's promises are not to be taken on a silver platter. You've got to work for it. Because God himself is always working. Do you remember what Jesus told the Jews? My father is working until now, and I am also working. John chapter 5, verse 17. So God, we will say he's a, a, worker, a, a workaholic, meaning he works all the time. Since he put the foundation of the earth there, rested on the seven days, God has not stopped working, continue to do work for us. But what I'm trying to pick, uh, uh, chip in is that, here is that, do not think that when God gives you promises, you can sit down, fold your arms, and these things come without you doing anything. Like the salvation Jesus has provided on Calvary Cross, you still have to do something as an individual to obtain that salvation. The thing is that uh, Jesus had died on the cross and through that we are saved so he can do anything. No, God doesn't work in that way. Now God created a worker being, the man that God created in the Garden of Eden. Do you, do you remember what God said? Read Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. And he said God put him in the Garden of Eden to till and keep the land. You understand? So any man created by God is a worker. You have to work. Even before sin came into the world, the people, Adam and the wife, were going to work in the garden. They were not going to lie down for what you call it, honey and sugar falling in their mouth. God said, till and keep the land. So, 
we have to put that in mind. God has given Israel the land of Canaan, but they are not going to take it like that. They have to work for that. You understand? So the first lesson I want you to know here is that though God gave these sweet promises to them, Israel had to work hard and also had to follow all the commands of God religiously in order to inherit the promised land. So there are some teachings going on in certain corridor of you know Christian cycle that says that once saved, always saved. So you don't need to do anything of your salvation. Jesus has died for you, and that is it. That is not Bible teaching. You've got to work on your own salvation with trembling. And that is what Paul said to the Philippians. You work on your own salvations with trembling. If you want to inherit heaven. My brothers and sisters, what we are discussing now is we have everything in our country, Ghana. The question is, why is the country on her knees with this economic hardship that has befallen the world? It seems Ghanaians are feeling the pitch. They are feeling this to their bones. And as I said, I was there for two weeks and I saw these things. And we are trying to find out why people are in this situation by reading from Joshua chapter 7. Israel, a nation that had everything, a time came that they also started dwindling. And what was the cause? Can we relate that to what is happening in Ghana? And speaking to Ghanaians, but not only in Ghana, there are so many countries, especially African countries, and some of the third world countries that had ev they have everything as their natural resources, but continue to suffer. And we have to find out what is going on. What is going on? So today is going to be an introduction, just introduce you to what we're going to talk about, right? And the topic is, there is a sin in the camp. What kind of, what are you talking about, Brother Paul? What, what sin is it in the camp? Now, and as I said, I took this phrase from Joshua chapter 7. And you understand why, uh, you know, I'm talking this way. Now, God commands before Israel took over Jericho. Was that? And I read from Joshua chapter 6, verse 18. Listen to what God commanded them when they were about to take the city called Jericho. Now, I read here Joshua chapter 6, verse 18. It says, But you, here God speaks, but you keep yourself from the things devoted to this destruction. Here, Israel is going to take over. 
from Jericho. And I, I, I told you that God has already given these lands to Israel, but they have to fight and, you know, take over because these canonized cities, they were not there for, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 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 what I'm trying to say is these cities were occupied by people. And sometimes we have giants occupying them like the Amalekites and the Reds. But God said, I have given to you Israel. So you need to take over. What do you do? You need to fight and get it. And that is why I said, God, does, God is not what he call it. Uh, uh, doesn't play bingo or lotto where you think that uh, you want to get rich overnight. You've got to sweat you got to work and that is what god when he created man he told man you need to till the land and keep it got to work because our god is a worker god and now israel is going to take over jericho but he needs to do some work but here god was with them so it's a little that they have to do but they still have to do it and before they approach the city god told them keep yourself from the things devoted to destruction lest when you have devoted them you take any of the devoted things when we say the devoted things here we're talking about the booty that is taken from jericho now you are going to fight there are going to be some booties things that you will you know take over uh, or you, you will take from these cities but God said, never use any of them. Destroy everything. With exception of probably some things God himself described, like the silver, the gold, and all these things, and he showed them where to go. But the rest, you have to destroy everything. This is what we call the booty. But God said, you need to destroy. And this is what he called the devoted things. And it says, any of the devoted things and make the camp of Israel a thing for destruction and bring trouble upon yourself. What God is trying to say is, if you are not careful and go and you take any of the booties, anything from the land of Jericho, you are bringing destruction and trouble upon Israel. And this was warning. God has given them the land. It's yours. Go and fight for it, but be careful not to bring anything that you will find in this war. In actual fact, it wasn't war because God fought for them. All you have to do is to march around the city of Jericho. You know, Jericho was walled throughout, okay, with a gate on it. Now, when the people of Jericho heard the invasion of the Israelite, they were kept indoors. They shield themselves. So all that Israel have to do, God told them, you march around the city once a day. And then you do that for six days. And then on the seventh day, you march around the city seven times. And then the priests and those with uh, what they call the, the, the trumpet, 
they have to blow the trumpet and the people shout on the seventh day seven times and this will bring the whole wall of jericho down and you can capture the people now that was but be careful when you go in there don't take anything some people go to war and they are not interested in the war themselves but the things that they will you know get that is all they are interested and god knew this and he warned them one thing we know from almighty god is god will never punish you from anything that he has not warned you if you get a punishment you deserve it because he always warned people before he punished you from the garden of Eden. after a lot of time it always happened like that so he warned the israelites be careful you don't take anything now let's see joshua chapter 7 verse 1 to 9 we're going to read this and today we will bring the introduction to an end here and i will continue on next week because next week we're going to dive through uh this uh quotation joshua chapter 7 and find out what actually happened and israel went down on their knees as now we have ghana struggling something has happened So, if you read Joshua chapter 7, verse 1 to 9, let's hear this from the word of God. It says, But the people, remember, God has already warned them in chapter 6 that they should not take any booty, anything that is to be destroyed, they should not take it. Let's see what happened. But the people of Israel broke faith in regard to the devoted things. For Achan, the son of Kami, the son of Zebdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took some of the devoted things. Really? God warned them not to take. But this man has taken it. And the anger of the Lord burned against the people of Israel. Israel? Why not that man? But Israel. You see, just one person. Now God has turned his anger on the entire nation. Why is Ghana suffering now? Has something got wrong? We shall see. Now, so when it happened like that, Joshua, uh, 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 before this happened, Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai. I like the name of this town. Ai is spelled A plus I. Ai. Okay. Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is near Bethaven, east of Bethel, and said to them, Go up and spy the land. And the men went up and spied Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said to him, Ha, ah, do not have all the people to go up, but let about two or three thousand men go and attack AI. Why? Because they think AI, the people are few. 
don't waste your ammunitions. Don't waste your soldiers. That is the information they brought to Joshua after they spied. Okay? And Joshua also agreed to what they said. Let's continue. Okay. Let's continue. And then, do not make the whole people toil up there, for they are few. So about 3,000 men went up there from the people, and they fled before the men of Ai. Ah, they brought the information. The spies brought information to Joshua. The people are few, so you don't need to send your army there. Israel had great army, multitude of army. But he said, don't waste your time on this. The people are few, so just send either two or three thousand men. Joshua sent three thousand people. And the Bible says, and they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai killed about 36 of these men and chased them before the gate as far as Severim and struck them at the descent. What is happening here? And the hearts of the people melted now. The heart of Israel is melted here became as water. And Joshua torn his cloth and fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until the evening, he and the elders of Israel. And they put dust on their heads and Joshua said, Alas, O God, why have you brought these people over the Jordan at all? To give us into the hands of these Amorites. To destroy us with you that we had been contended dwell over the Jordan. Oh Lord, what can I say when Israel has turned their backs before their enemies? For Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land will hear of it and they will surround us and cut us and cut our name from the earth. What will you do to your great name? Now, this is Joshua. Joshua doesn't understand what is happening at all. We have conquered every nation, every city that we fought. Not this tiny town. It's not even a city. Tiny town. AI. What is this humiliation? What have happened? God knew what had happened. Remember, he warned them not to take any booty from Jericho. But somebody has exactly done that. And because of this, the entire nation is on their feet. They have to run away from the people of Ai. They killed 36 of Jewish soldiers. Uh, soldiers because something has happened. My brothers and sisters, because of time, this is the introductory message for you today. We're going to find out why sometimes countries like Ghana and other, they 
you know, it cannot move forward. What is going on? Is it leadership failure or there is sin in the camp? There is something, there's a rot in among the people. This is what we're trying to find. So once again, I'm your brother, Paul Often, Let's halt it today, tonight, and next week, we're going to uh, go through God's response to Joshua. Now, Joshua is asking God this question. Why? Why have you brought us here for these Amorites to humiliate us? If any, you know, country will even humiliate us, not the Amorites. That's these few people. And God will answer Joshua. And Joshua will know why Israel is now on her knees. Put it in your mind. We are still trying to find out why our nation, Ghana, is suffering. And the people are suffering. We are using Joshua chapter 7 to find answers to that. God bless you that you always uh, follow me. Please share my videos to as many as you can. Right. If you are watching me from YouTube, please subscribe to my channel. Like it, share it for people to know. And next week, at this time, please join me so that we find answers to why some countries are still suffering. Is it a case from God? I don't believe that. Let me tell you, the natural resources that the country has, some of these countries that we call developed countries will not even have a half of it. But the question is why? Israel was a blessed nation. They had everything. All the soldiers, they had to the advantage. The question is why were they defeated? by AI. God bless you. Next week, follow me.